Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome back to another favorite episode of your podcast of mine. Don't sleep on the couch. It's your man, 50 Grand Hydrico. Ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no ocean wide enough to keep us apart. The crew is back together. It's your man, 50 Grand. And across the ocean, the Atlantic, I'm not very geographical, but whichever ocean that is in between us, in front to my center, I have. Yes, yes, yes. It's your boy Cash, aka Exec P. And to my right, you got Mr. Prez still in the building, people. What's good, man? We miss you, man. Hey, man, listen, man, I miss y'all too, man. You know, I hear in, in Viva Las Vegas, it's hot. I'm talking about, I think the devil is stationed here, man. It is it is unnaturally hot. We can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, can, t- we can definitely <laughs> tell. We can definitely tell. I couldn't wait to get there. You, you just opened yourself up for it, man. Yeah. Light-skinned people always got jokes. And Perez, I know you ain't talking. Hey, I ain't that. I'm, I'm still keeping the cliches. It's cold here. Oh, man. Listen, you're right. You're right. You definitely are not here. You ain't, you haven't gotten the millennium. You know, yeah, here I go. You know, already you starting. Yeah, already exactly. make up a word. But you don't got to have what we got shaved. And we not, I'm not even going to cut that joke. I'm going to just let you live. And let you have your moment, yeah, fellas. You know man, what I'm saying? I, you don't know what's going and on. Then, yo, I may have to do this for work. I may, you know, he did. I may just want to feel younger. No, you I didn't. Know what the hell? Reason no, he I did. did it. He did. It didn't he did. work. And he was just clowning me work. last week because I nicked myself, you know. And then he was like, "Ooh, look at you! Look at you!" Then what, what, what happens the very next week? <laughs> See, that's karma, man. That's it karma. Happens. It happens. Look here. I hear, I hear look like somebody's little nephew. <laughs> Look, now I'm not gonna go there with you. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there with you. What I am gonna do is say, man, I know we having a good time here, but man, on a on a serious note, 2020, man, I feel like this is like the season finale of a of a horrible TV show, and we just keep getting hit episode after episode of number tragedies, mm-hmm. and it's no secret this week has not been any different. And I'm gonna throw it over to you guys as we transition into this because this week we got hit with a bombshell. Um, and I'm speaking none other than, than the death of Chadwick Boseman. Um, fellas, I, before I give my two cents, I'll throw it over to you. Where did this hit you at, and, and how did you feel about this? Because there's no need to dance around it, but where, where, Prez, let's start with you, Prez. How, yeah. how are you feeling on this? Uh, well, I want to take it back, too, because I feel like it was two two tragedies, uh, you know, that happened this over this week since the last time we potted. You had uh, Jacob Blake. Uh, that, that tragedy happened, uh, and Man, another one, another one. How many times are we going to have to approach that topic before some, something actually starts to change? Uh, I think the NBA players did the right thing, you know, stopping, pausing completely, highlighting the issue. Because if they didn't, I don't think it would even have got to the level that it did. I don't think some of the changes – that happened. One of the things are going to be, I know uh, NBA is going to give the arenas up for voting yeah. stations. Yeah, that was one of their demands. Yep. Yeah. So so that's that's going to happen. Uh, but I, I, I don't have the answers on what we got to do, but something's got to change. It's got to. How, how do you feel being back there and now, like you're not over here no more. You're back over. You're back in the states. What's the difference? Is it a different vibe? Uh, do you feel a little bit more shaken or anything about going to the day to day or getting pulled over by the cops? You know, first off, um, both topics deserve their own conversation, and let's 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 dive into each one because I don't want to disrespect either one of them because I believe both both of them have shaken our communities for different reasons. So. If we're going to dot, if we're going to delve into the Jacob Blake arena, and because it needs to have its own time frame, number one, there's two sides of this equation. Number one, th- th- that that action of that officer was uncalled for. Make no mistake about it. I don't condone it. I don't agree with it. I, I, I it's sickening to watch. I'm not going to justify or say why this young man decided to walk around in the vehicle. Knowing the climate of the society that we are in, I'm not going to say he was wrong, right, or indifferent. I'm going to say, hey, what the, the ending actions was just uncalled for. What the NBA players chose to do, it was a powerful statement, but I'm on the other side of the equation when I, I truly, and this is up for debate, Jim, and I really look for the conversation. 
what was the purpose of them doing that? It was the purpose to say we're going to get attention to what's going on by not playing a game of basketball for two days because the second they say we're not going to give you a salary, you go back on the court and play. I think you lost the momentum that you tried to build when you when you do this. Now, I'm saying this as somebody who absolutely loves to watch basketball. So don't get mistaken. I would love to see the Miami Heat win the championship just like anybody else. Y'all know how crazy I get about my faith. But what I'm saying with it is you you make this powerful statement. You come out and you do this and you say, we're not going to play, we're going to sit. Now, in my time of, of, of watching sports, I can't remember a time where a predominantly black sport did something as united as saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to take the court. We're not going to take the field. So in that stance alone, it was powerful. And you see people all across, oh, I'm so proud of the NBA player. I'm so proud of the NBA player. But the NBA did, the NBA did. Um, Kenny Smith walking off the TV. Chris Webber. Chris Webber's statements, that was probably the most prolific I've ever heard Chris Webber speak in the entire time. I used to think he was a horrible commentator. I actually look forward to hearing him talk now. So that, that's how impressive, impressed I was. But I was actually dejected when I saw, as soon as they said, okay, well, we're going to donate your salary. Are we going to take away your salary? We came to, oh, okay, well, you know what? We're going to play again. Now, can we blame them? I don't know. But then how truthful was the protest in that sense? So from my perspective, Hud, I, I think uh, if you look at it in this lens, maybe you have a different perspective based on how we all going through this in real time. The same way you don't have the answers, Prez don't have the answers, they don't have the answers. I think at a certain point, these things hit them the same way they hit us. So in particular, the Milwaukee Bucks was the first team to play that night. You know what I mean? That Or that every next day after everything happened. So you can imagine how what frame of mind those those guys were in. And you got to keep in mind, a lot of those guys are our age, maybe and younger. You know what I mean? But the younger generation right now is like enough is enough. They don't I don't think they have the answers either, but I think they needed to pause to gather themselves. I'm not saying that they have the answers. Nobody has all the answers because we're still at start. You know what I mean? You know, back in the 60s and 70s, we were marching and trying to do everything just to get an entry way into society and to be viewed as equal. We, we still really haven't gotten there yet. And I think all that culminated with them just taking a pause to be like to gather themselves, figure it out. You know what I mean? And it happened all in real time. As you can see with all the coverage, these guys weren't really had a They didn't really have a plan. You know what I mean? So I can't really blame them. They just stopped. They started doing their talks kind of similar to our job. When we found out that racial uh, disparity report, we had to stop damage control, try to figure things out. And we still don't have it right in what we do in our job. We're just figuring it out as we go. So I think if you view it in that lens, then you would kind of see that, yeah, they have to go back to work. We have to go back to work. You know what I mean? Like we go through tragedies in our own lives. We eventually got to go back to work because we got to still feed our families. They still got a job to do. You know what I mean? So I don't think looking at athletes to sit out the rest of the year is something that's realistic. You know what I mean? They have goals and aspirations too. And they're trying to win a championship as well, all these different teams. So I'm I'm not really faulting them for that. I think a lot of the things and the demands that came out that, or what we know about the voting stations and contacting uh, the attorney general and all these other people that the Bucks owner was able to get to in that short amount of time span. Imagine what can happen if, all the owners are on the same board. Even Michael Jordan came into the fray to kind of start to bridge the gap with Chris Paul and the Players Association. So things are moving. They not only want, like, I think you can be a bigger voice if you're on the court versus sitting out. You have the mic in your face every single day. Just imagine if they didn't come back into the bubble. You, we wouldn't have this moment. So that's kind of how I view it. No, so, so, no, uh, yeah. On on that portion though, I, I kind of feel the reason why they did it, why why they had to come up to the stop, and we know they ended up getting counseled later, right after that, and and what came of that counsel is what kicked it like off. I don't think it's completely just salary, uh, but you got to think. Right before this started, you had the COVID, and you had all these events going on, and a lot of the players did not want to go play to take focus off those events, and they have constantly been bringing it up in their. Uh, 
their pressers, their, their press, their press uh, conferences and stuff like this. So, uh, and every time, it's it still seemed like we still calling out the same names we was calling out from day one, and then this happened, and they like, well, maybe our thoughts was right at the beginning that this is going to take away from that. I think they went back and they got canceled and they said like everything's going to take a while, but the stances they are doing like every day that somebody goes and watch that game, that black lives matter is across there. They, they get to hear them doing these things. It's keeping it fresh on everybody's minds. Cause I can tell you in other places, they're probably like, it's who don't pay attention to that or watch that. It's talked about less and less. This at least is keeping it fresh in people's minds. And uh, hopefully that, helps enact the change. And before you jump back in, uh, uh, this, their, their action kind of spawned a lot of other reactions. It may have not been as, as big of a, a story, but the MLB, you had Naomi Osaka, you had um, the NHL, like a lot of people have done things, small gestures to just take a pause and try to figure things out. So this is, this to me was bigger than basketball. Like I've, you've never seen a shutdown for, things that are happening in the society. So I think it was worth something. Uh, what comes of it? Um, I don't know because the, I only know some of the demands that, that they mentioned on TV, you know what I mean? The voting stations being one of the biggest highlights, but uh, I think I got something like from the Ravens as well. And um, you know, I'll let you get to your point, but I'll pull up the Ravens uh, mission statement. And that was like some of the most profound stuff that an organization has put out in terms of what they plan to do to get after what's going on in society, but I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Hub. So <clears throat> first off, you both brought up a phenomenal points. Um, I don't want to be mis, um, misinterpreted when I say, I'm not downplaying what did. It's impactful. And like I said, that type of unity, I'm not saying there's not other races in basketball, but basketball is a predominantly black sport. Is that a safe assumption? as far as players playing in the NBA. Yes. So for as a black community, there's not a lot of things that we have united on. It's unfortunate that we have had to unite over such malicious and just devastating, just implorable acts that that's what has caused us to become united as a community. If you, if you understand what I'm saying, that's not what you want to unite on. I would like us to unite because, hey, we're brothers and sisters and we should be helping each other regardless. So to see us come together for something, you have to, you got to take the meat and spit out the bones. You need to take what, you, what we can get at this point. The step that they took, it's impactful. Cash, you made some great points. You're right. MLB, the Mets walked off. Um, NFL, some people canceled practices and they, and they didn't do. The, the San Diego Chargers, instead of a scrimmage, they canceled the scrimmage and had a team meet where they sat down and talked. Countless things have happened. The Saints, players put Jacob Blake tapes on their helmets. So instead of being identified as themselves, they got identified as this individual. You know, the portion of it, what I'm saying is when they got salaries, they went back to playing. Of course, they got to go back to work. I understand it. This is your job. But we have always been a society of one step. When do we graduate to the next step? or when do I open my own eyes and realize these one steps are starting to add up and meet and they are the second steps. While they may not happen consistently, they are the second steps. They just may not be happening in the time frame that I or somebody else may have liked them to happen. From so, the marching back in the 60s and 70s to where we are today, to what happened from this time to that time, from the first riots to what we got from those rioters and protesters to the voting poll stations to I mean, there, are, there has been progress being made, but when do we get down to the point where we stop saying, damn it, why don't we stop making progress and just change? Why do we keep needing to make progress when the, the problem is obvious? The problem is we got to stop hating on each other, stop killing each other senselessly, stop doing some of the things that we are doing. We have so many bigger problems in this country that we are, we are not addressing. What happened to Jacob Blake is a travesty. The sad part to me and the part that just really just that cooks my grits is that I watched the video of this young man getting shot was it seven times in the back. Seven times. And then I watch a video of a Caucasian man 
literally tell the police officer, I'm going to kill you. You can't see my ID. Throws his identification card on the ground. Does whatever he wants. You know what happened? Absolutely nothing. I watch another video of a young man in Burbank who the officer tells him to get on the ground. He gets up and chases the police officer. Still alive. You see a gentleman who shoots two protesters and kills them. He's arrested, apprehended. No violence, no nothing. Now, the one job in this world I do not want right now is to be a police officer. Because for every good cop out there, boy, I tell you what, you got tough life to get. I mean, y'all recorded, y'all recorded more than bank vaults right now. But how is this double standard not being seen? And then you still have people in corporate America. You have people at your job, my job, who will say, why don't we keep saying all lives don't matter? Nobody's saying that you don't. But ladies and gentlemen, we got a problem in society that we're, we're, we keep trying to be blind to. Ray Charles can see what's going on. God bless the dead. Bless the dead. But come on, man. We got to do something because this is getting sickening. Yeah. I now mean, you miss, said spread. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, and, yeah, quick, and, quick, and, and one more that's thing. The, that's the point. Like, I, I don't know the full case and what went on and like uh, what the outcome of that going to be. But all I know is just like, we, we shoot people or we're killing. Going immediately to, yeah, we're going immediately. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I think, and I, I just want to say before it, it escapes me, man, is I, I think that we're going, cops are going way too quickly to deadly force. Yeah. Like you, you just as well. Cause if he said he had a knife in his car, okay, cool. All right. But you still, you could have easily tackled him, did whatever you need to do to, to, to apprehend him. You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to go immediately to shots? Why does my black skin offend and scare you so much? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just so many differences and, and people don't want to see it. Like, like HUD said, you know what I mean? A smear campaign happens after every, every last person that has died or gotten shot or, or been in some type of um, police brutality situation. The smear campaign starts right after it. If someone is involved with it, like as far as uh, what's the young man's name, um, Kyle Rittenhouse, what happens mm-hmm. immediately after that? Clean, it's a cover clean, up, cover graffiti. up, yeah, cover up. They they start showing all the great things about him. Oh, he, this person was troubled. This, that, and the third. I'm not saying approach that person with violence and approach this person with violence. No, I'm saying approach these people the same way as you would approach a black man or black woman or minority. That, that's what I want. Safe, bring that person in safe and sound, man. Like I know certain situations call for deadly violence. Absolutely. You're a cop. You're in the heat of the moment. But too often, too often, I don't understand why the, it shoot first and ask questions later. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just difficult, man. It's so difficult that I'm numb to it. I'm so numb to it, brother. And I, it's not that I don't care. I'm just like, all right, I can't, I can't even feel no more. You know what I mean? I can't even allow myself to feel because, you know what, two, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, unfortunately, another family is going to go through it again. I don't, I don't feel sad anymore, y'all. I'm angry every single time I see it. I'm angry. I don't, I don't feel sadness no more. I, I, I'm angry that we're still at this point, that people still have these racist views. You're not going to change them. You're not going to change them. I know you had some, HUD. I'll let you jump in there, man. No, no, I, and I think I think you have a great point, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two pieces. First off, prayers. You asked a question earlier, and I'm gonna answer that question to you. You asked, you know, how do you feel being back in America? I feel like, first off, I feel like having a, a firearm is not a luxurious requirement. Um, I feel like with the three young men that I'm raising, and we've talked about it, we've had a conversation even since I've been home, like. So now I said, I'd love to tell you compliance will get you through. You, you can't say that. Mm-mm. That's that's scary. You can't, I can't, even, tell, you can't my, even tell him I can't to tell comply. My son, I can't tell my son compliance will get you through. All I can tell him is do what you're supposed to. Try your best. Do Try not to make no, 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 no aggressive sudden movement. And we're going we gonna to pray that it works out. That's, that's the best I can tell you at this point. 
I'm not going to tell you to be belligerent. I'm not going to tell you to be disrespectful. I'm not going to tell you to do anything to antagonize or to escalate the situation because you don't know how that situation goes. But I can't promise you if you do everything that he says that it's going to work out. That's petrifying, gentlemen. And I don't even know where to go with that. You made a point, Cash, you said, when you see it no more, you, you are numb to it. It's like when you work in the hospital long enough, you see enough people pass away. When somebody passes, you no longer feel sad. Not that you're happy at all, but- and That's a terrible a place part, to be. It's a, yeah. it's a part of what you see and what you're accustomed to. So when somebody dies on the news, you know, it's like, oh, somebody else was killed. Oh, this happened again. The crazy part is, I'm going to tell you both a scary story. Once upon a time, we didn't have camera phones. There's a scary story. <laughs> you know how it's a scary story? Because we only know this stuff now because people record it and you see it. You know how much, how much of this happened and wasn't recorded? We didn't see it? Oh, the young man jogging only happened because somebody recorded it. If somebody didn't record this, this happening right now, you think they would have released that? Once upon a time, we didn't have camera phones. There is a scariest Stephen King thriller I could ever tell you. Dun, dun, dun. And what's even scarier, <laughs> what's even scarier, Hood, is now we even have camera phones and things are still the way they were. There's still some type of legal loopholes to jump in and out of being right and wrong. Like you see excessive force when you see it in so many of these cases, like Breonna Taylor, like, yo, bro, I can't, that's why I'm saying I'm numb to it. Like these things are taking so long to happen. This woman was just in her house doing, minding her business, not a criminal. Where, where, where's the justice for Breonna? And here's the second part with, with the even worse thing with Breonna Taylor. How long is it, how long I have seen Actress, athletes, um, regular people, Facebook, military. I've seen people bait you into stuff like music videos, talk about Breonna Taylor. And we still have seen no action. But yet, if there was something going the other way, if you want to prosecute R. Kelly, we got a special. I'm not justifying anything that he's done at all. That's not where I'm going with this. What I'm saying is that when there is an issue that you need to address, we can delay this out all day long. But if it's something that to vilify, do something else, oh, we got no problem doing that. Boom, let's get it. Yeah, we, can make a net, we can make a Netflix series. Make you know, point, I tell you man. what. That's a very I'm, um, good point. Let me, I'm going to tell you something. Netflix, and listen, I, Netflix exec, I'm about to put you on your best um series you want to make billions i want you to make your next series on all the stories that why is the delayed prosecution on all these lives that have been taken make a series on that you want to make money i guarantee to get watched because y'all make series on everything else but yet tell me why there's been a delay on brianna taylor tell me why there's been a delay on the officers on all these other situations the officers with um george floyd what happened where we at yeah, you, got you, you see incremental. You see incremental updates. I'm not saying nothing has happened, but yeah, they're so right. they're so slow that we hit the next news cycle of what has happened. Like we can't go one to two months without some some brother or sister being shot publicly. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy, man. To, very good point, Hud. I, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking. I'm like, I remember the OJ trial. That was on the news. Oh. Front everywhere, every day, every day. It's the top of the news. I'm a, okay, real quick. Let me. And I'm glad you said OJ child. And I'm gonna show you a, a quick societal thing. And Cash, you you said today we want to hit it, and I really want to hit this because you you made a good point. OJ child. I was in the seventh grade, and I remember this vividly like it was yesterday. Because you know I ain't that old. I'm like I just graduated like a day or two ago. You old? Go ahead though. Our science teacher let us watch the verdict being read in class. And we was in class and they came up and they said, OJ Simpson, not guilty. 
And the people in the class had mixed feelings. And me being the young hood, I'm like, not guilty, cha-cha-cha. Not, I was just excited. I didn't even really know what it was. My teacher got so upset, she suspended me. She sent me to the principal's office because he was not guilty and I was excited about it. And I didn't even understand at that point in my life, why are you so mad? They just said yeah. he was not guilty. Yeah. But she felt a certain type of way about this. And myself and every other black student in her class that got excited got kicked out. Now, at this time in seventh grade, I just didn't want my mama to find out. So I, I was more worried about that than the, the underlying factors of what's going on. Yeah. But she, she, something was played just, on TV, but she couldn't actually facilitate the convo on how to get mm -hmm. past that. But she was so upset because to her mind, that person was guilty and anybody who celebrated that was wrong. But it just, it just goes, I'm just saying, this is the educator. How much of this is happening in today's world of what's going on that these people don't understand? People will get on Facebook behind these keyboards and type and be internet thugs and, and, and activists. The problem that we are having, gentlemen, and this whole wrap up is we keep ignoring the biggest elephant you've ever seen in your life that's in this room. And we can't even look around it no more. Like, can't say it, because guess what? Unfortunately, sad news, two weeks from today, two weeks, three weeks, mark it down. It, it happened again. And I hate to be so pessimistic, but I hate not to be realistic. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. So you were speaking on unity. When the last time we had unity? I can definitely speak on the last time I known as a community, uh, the, the black, black community, the black African-American community, where we didn't had a, a unified experience. And that was with Black Panther. When that movie came out, it was a joyous occasion. Like, it's, I know we didn't had, like, uh, they're going to say, oh, he ain't the first superhero, Blade. Blade is an anti-hero. He wasn't a real hero. You have a black superhero up on screen. And I can tell you, like, my kids, they walk around with the Superman suits, and they didn't had the, uh, the Spider-Man suits. But the joy they had when they seen that on the screen, somebody actually representing us. And, and not only that, not represent, just representing us as the main superhero, the whole cast around that powerful black women able to hold their own. Intelligent, intelligence, the, the sciences, the math, math, STEM, the whole, that whole thing was prevalent in that movie. Yeah. Every, everybody could stand on their own within that and everybody propped each other up. So even to the point, uh, spoiler, when, when it come to the end, he, he, he seen his faults in the ways that he went even against the, the villain and want to bring him still back in the fold to bring him in, seeing how he could still utilize and uplift, you know? Uh, yeah. And then now we lost Chadwick Boseman, the, the person who played so many, so many of our black heroes. Yeah, man. Um, but Jackie Robinson, what's the other one that he had? Uh, right Thurgood, before, Marshall. Thurgood Marshall. Marshall. He was in draft James day. Brown. James Brown. So like he has so much coming. Bridges. Uh, the most recent one, uh, five well, the bloods. Was Cleveland Browns movie. He was up in there. He didn't play. He didn't play Jim Brown. Was it draft day? Movie. Was it draft no, day? No, 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 no. Uh, Express, express. Okay, okay. But yeah, like it's just, man, I, I was floored, man. It, and, you know, again, on the heels of everything, you know, you had Kobe's birthday um, that just passed. Then you had Mamba Day. Then you had the stuff with Jacob Blake. And then now this, you know, black folks are going through it, man. You know what I mean? And, and we still have to be resilient and strong. But kind of what I take away from, um, Chadwick Boseman, man, is just how that how that dude carried himself with so much style and grace. You know what I mean? I was watching like a bunch of different clips on how people were so happy. Remember that one little meme hug where that one kid was doing that little dance on the chair or whatever? That mm -hmm. was because that whole class got tickets to go see um, Black Panther. Black Panther. You know what I mean? So remember that? Like, so it's just like the joy that he had in kids' eyes and hell. We was stepping out like we was going to the club, bro. We was down in uh, you know, in our in our African garb and all that stuff, man, going there with kind of forever. And people had so much pride with it. Like as an adult, 
I had a lot of pride with that. I think I've seen that movie about 20 times, bro. Like 20 times, no, no joke since it's come out because you just like to see it, man. You just like to feel good about everything. And then, you know, the thing that hit me hard was like, damn, he was working throughout this whole thing with cancer, man. You know what I mean? Like he had cancer while he was filming the movie, you know what I mean? And all the things that it took for him to get through that movie and I start replaying like all the things he was saying and how difficult it was doing his own stunts and how demanding the movie was. And then he was in another Marvel movie and other movies he's done, you know? And it was like, damn, like I took, I took something from it as, as far as being sad, but I also took like, damn, man, you got to live every day. Like it's your last. And even if, you know, you feel like you're on your last days, give some more because that's exactly what he did, man. That's exactly what he did. And it was just, it's moving. It's moving for me to, to see that, you know, he was handling it and just keep, kept on moving, kept on doing his thing. And then, you, you know, when those pictures came out a couple months ago, showing that he had lost a lot of weight and we were seeing him in, uh, and then we thought it was for a role. Yeah, everybody thought it was for a movie role. Yeah. That's what I just assumed. I mean, yeah. we'd have seen it with Christian Bale and all these. And then uh, 50, 50 Cent in that yeah. other movie where 50 lost all that weight or whatever. I thought it was just for a role. I had no idea that, you know, he was suffering. You know what I mean? And I won't say in silence. He just probably wanted to keep it private as yeah. most people would. But Well, I, I, I think he didn't want to bring it down. Uh, I'm, I'm making assumptions, but I mean, I, I would feel like the reason it didn't happen was just he didn't want to bring everybody down. He knows the roles he didn't play, the, the image he didn't projected, and to see another black hero at this point just die. Yeah. Man. Amongst all this other stuff that's happening, where we're seeing our fathers die, yeah. our brothers, our cousins constantly. <sighs> Bruh. Um, tough, tough, tough loss, man. So, so first off, um, I want to give a couple of kudos to a couple of people. First off, the people in, on, on his team to keep his business in business. It's so, it's so rare to go through that for so many years and for people to not have a clue is truly impressive. Nowadays in the world of TMZ and this other stuff, most celebrities, they can't fart without somebody else knowing that they did it. So that's that's truly impressive of his team. And my condolences goes out to his team and his family and his loved ones because I know this has got to be an excruciating time for them. Chadwick Boseman, gentlemen, we give people status sometimes a little too fast, I think. Sometimes we make people iconic when they haven't been iconic. Um, that's not the case right here. Chadwick Boseman is truly one of the biggest figures in the African-American community because of what he's done and the roles he's played. The, the Black Panther, humongous, but let's go back. 42, Jackie Robinson, that movie, not only was that movie phenomenal that he played in, but number one, I forgot that it was Chadwick Boseman playing in the movie. I really thought I was watching Jackie Robinson going through the struggle. Not to mention what that movie stood for in sports and in barriers. And yeah, I want you to look at the times that we're in and think about how impactful, like put the meaning in the situations and everything we got going on and look what he played in. But he didn't stop there. You look at the Thurgood Marshall role, Think about the barriers and the meanings and what he played and what situation that we are. Everybody looks at James Brown as just a fool and the guy who played and danced. But James Brown broke down a lot of barriers in the music world for, for Blacks. And I want you to look at what he played and look what he played there. And if you start to look long enough, and I'm not even going to get on the Black Panther just yet. If you look at what he did as an actor, because, you know, as an actor, you choose roles. You know, you, you, you get a chance to say, no, I don't want to play that. My man took on roles that exalted his people, that exalted what his people did in the past to help move his community and his, his, his race forward. Not everybody does that. Some people just take the flashy role to just be cool and do all this other good stuff. Now, Black Panther. 
Black Panther, you are correct, Perez. That was probably one of the most united times you've seen black people. People did step out like it was a club. Dashikis and, and raps and people was lined up to go see it. People went and seen it more than one time. I think it was actually one, I think it was actually Marvel's best performing movie. I think it outperformed the Avengers. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't, you know, we don't fact check. We ain't fact check since, since day one, so we ain't gonna start doing it now. So you know what? It was enough. I will say this. It crossed, a, it crossed a billion dollars. And that was the yeah. first black film to cross a billion dollars. A black black uh, director, black cast, mm-hmm. all that. Like So that so, that was a first. And in that movie, I'm not even gonna step on his role. Perez, you made a good point. It showed so many different things. Black people being smart in medicine and other things. I'm going to tell you something else that it did. It showed how beautiful the Black woman is without weave, makeup, everything. It just showed the true powerfulness of a Black woman just being who you are. It introduced you to Wakanda and in our community, especially in the sports world, you know when you've made it, when your damn name becomes an adjective. In football, you've been mossed. When you take a piece of paper right now, and you ball it up, and you shoot into a basket. Kobe. Kobe. You become an adjective. How many times did you see this emoji? Or you saw people walking down the hall, and when you start talking about a peaceful place, you start saying, Wakanda forever. And people knew exactly what you meant. That is sign. That is like, so when we talk about iconic levels, what he did with that movie, he was already up there for me. But that took him to a whole nother stratosphere of iconism. I don't know if that's a word, but y'all know how I roll. <laughs> Make that that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I think I'm oh, okay. Whew. So <laughs> he was more he was more than a loss, man. We 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 lost a a figure that cannot be replaced. I don't know if they ever got a chance to finish Black Panther 2. I swear, I pray to sweet baby Jesus that they did. If they didn't, let it go, Marvel. No, no. I don't want to see, I don't want to see it end with one black icon. I want to continue to, no, no, no. Hear me out, hear me out here. Because what, he didn't, he didn't want to just have it i don't think he would have wanted it to just begin and end with him we want to see this again and again and again and start making this a normal thing we don't want this i don't think he will want it to be a one and done type of situation is he going to be an iconic character and live in infamy based on or not infamy probably the wrong word but just be up there as far as characters based on passing yeah but there's been a thousands of Batmans, thousands of Supermans, and it just kept on going. So I'll be damned if that stops. Like, I want to see the next great Black actor step up to the plate because he he knows what he's getting into, whoever that next person uh, is. And you, we expect greatness. We expect a, a, a great film. So I don't want it to stop at that. I want it to continue on and, and you know, pay homage to what he started and, and continue to trailblaze whoever that may be. Yep, the door is open. I, I, Don't I, let that door close. Don't let that so door I, close. They, 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 they give us these roles and keep moving. I don't want to go on this topic, though, because I don't want to, like, talk about this. I think you don't, don't need to go down this range. I don't even want people to start speculating. Well, who's going to replace him? Like, no, let, let the moment live. Let's, let's respect the man in, in, in this spot and, and, and give him his praise, you know? Hold on. What I'm saying is, I'm, and I'm not trying to go down the road. When I'm saying let it go, I, I agree with you. I, it does need to keep black actors getting into that light because you gave black kids a superhero that they can really relate to blade like you said some people weren't even old enough to watch blade they don't even know they didn't know if blade was like a blade at the dog who knows what i'm saying by let it go because what it typically tends to happen in most movies is that when they replace such a great actor they do they don't pay homage and put somebody in the role who does the, the role justice now they can do due diligence. There, there are some high quality African American actors out there who I think can do the role. And I'm just and I just gotta hope that that the studios do a good job of casting and do the right right thing. But I don't want to see nothing silly. Like 
we're not gonna start throwing our names. Let's not like I said, let's yeah. not even let's go down there. That'd be we'll we'll tackle that road, we'll tackle that down but the road it, somewhere. To, to bring it back home, this was not only a loss for the community, it was a loss for the old heads, young heads, new heads, and it's a loss for future kids, man. They didn't get a chance to see this man live in person acting, but the beautiful part is, and that's the beautiful part about film, they can go back and watch the work that this man has done. Um, honestly, like by wall behind you, you got some some powerful people up there. It's a place up there for the Black Panther, man. And we're gonna, we gonna make I, it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Once I get, yeah, once I get the Drico studio set up. We're gonna find a place for them. And I forgot, yo, I like I forgot to even mention it, not that it makes a big deal, but like that movie meant a lot to me and as far as just showing uh black unity, black love or whatever. I went and got a damn tattoo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just it was just like one of them things to where I felt everything that came with that movie, man. It wasn't just for like you said, it wasn't just for young people, it wasn't just for old people, it was for everybody. It was for everybody, and and to see that was greatness, man. He moved the needle forward, and um, you know, he opened the door, man, for for kids to see a, a black superhero and to continue to see black superheroes. So he paved the way. He he did a lot in his young forty three years, and like Fred said, man, we we kind of go on and on with this, man. But yeah, man, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, man. We you know we we're missing a legend, man, because he was a legend in the making. I'll just rest say that. Hey, you know what? We don't need you to do this because you don't do this on podcast, man. Hey, let's have a, a real talk moment of silence for that dude, man. Wakanda Yes, sir. What up, fellow couches? It's your man, Hadrico. Do me a favor. Take a break out of your busy schedule and like, subscribe, and share to the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, DSC underscore podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Subscribe, like, share. Tell a family member, tell a friend, tell a coworker. Tell somebody you don't even like. Maybe you can brighten up somebody else's day with this phenomenal podcast. It's my favorite podcast and yours. Yes, sir. So where, where are we going to go next, fellas? Um, I mean, we got the uh, article, the college article that... Uh, Omani Jones wrote that was, boy, you know, I, I know we hitting some heavy topics today, man, but. Yeah, because we didn't already talked about the NBA. NBA started back up. Like, we're going to get into sports. NBA started back up. Lakers won. They, they ended that nonsense where people actually thought the Trailblazers were going to win. That's, that's over and done with. We on to the next round. Uh, I, I don't think nothing else needs to be said in basketball. Real do quick. Do you agree? No, I don't agree. Real quick, huh, how do you feel about uh, the Heat? And the Boston Celtics, man. How do you see that series going down real quick? Oh, no, we don't have Boston, man. We got we got Giannis, man. I mean, Giannis, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> you know, honestly, it's a hell of a damn order. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, huh. Can you, is, is that a broom right there behind you? You can go ahead and start. <laughs> oh, go ahead and start. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I mean, just go and like, start doing it right now. Sweet. <laughs> would, you, would you like to? Would you like to place a wager? Bet, Another I one. Bet we don't get swept. Another one. <laughs> Not on no sweet. Hell no. Won't be no sweet. So what you got it at, man? So honestly, man. So first off, um, the Bucks are, are a formidable team because of that young man. I mean, he's a freaking freaking nature. But we've actually played them well this season. If you actually like go one, back I and think. look, I, we actually 2-1. And then um, one of the games we lost, we had a significant lead that we blew in the fourth quarter. But in that game, Butler and, and Dragic didn't play. Um, so I would like to hope you play our, our best player in one of our solid, solid pieces. We don't blow a 20-point lead. Um, we're, we are very competitive. We can shoot with them. We match up well with them. And we have the bodies to throw at Giannis. So if I'm not going to do a Frank take, because, you know, Frank take, oh, he go in full zip. You know, but we're not taking a Frank take. We're going to be realistic. <laughs> um, there is no home court advantage. This comes down to basketball. The moment he can shoot with any team in the NBA. I don't care who you are. That's a fact. And, That's a fact. And when the three ball is hitting, it's going to be a tough game. You are not going to stop Giannis. I don't care who. Listen, only person to stop Giannis is Jesus. Okay, um, that's it. The question is if we can slow them down and reduce and keep them shooting poorly because they're not the greatest shooting team. 
if we can shoot well and they're not shooting well, which I know sounds very cliche, but when I'm talking about from 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 deep, we can win this series. And I want to say we win this series in six games because if we go to seven, we'll lose because they have a better game seven player than we do. Mm-hmm. This is this our best up, this... shot of winning this series is is a six game six game win. And if we win this in six games, we're going to NBA Finals because okay. yeah, we can't. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a, a put up a shut up moment for uh, your boy Jimmy Butler. All all of this shit, you know, he been talking about how much he. He wants to lead and, and all these different type of things. Like he has a real good opportunity to dethrone the form of the reigning MVP and a defensive player of the year. He does something like that. I think that catapults Jimmy into another, you know, tier. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's 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 a good pick, man. What you think? Uh who, who would you rather see Prez heading back out west against your Lakers in the four or five matchup? Who do you want to see? I know who you don't want to see, but <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you embrace the challenge. Rockets or the or the yeah, thunder. Yeah, I know I want to say you know I don't want the Rockets. <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> I just don't want that. But uh yeah, I mean definitely go with the thunder, but you know it's probably gonna be the damn rocket. Yeah. And probably yeah. They won they won convincingly last night. So you're gonna get the Rockets, man. Now now we're gonna get to see what you guys really about because because they never out of the game. They just keep shooting and they're not just afraid. Keep shooting. And they're not afraid of y'all. Real quick, what you guys got on, just just quick numbers as far as the Celtics and the Raptors. Who do you have? So surprisingly, man, the Raptors are actually being playing very good basketball. And I just thought, I felt like they was going to just completely de- deteriorate once, you know, Kawhi left. I still have the Celtics winning the series, though, because I feel like their young guns is going to be a little bit too much. But I got them going seven games. I got the Celtics winning in game seven. Lowry, top 10. They, they win it. Season assault? Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> he, he called me the other day talking about, is Lowry a top 10 point guard? Whoa, I was like, I just what? said top 10. I never said anything behind it. I just said top 10. He's not a top 10 point guard, though. But anyway. Maybe top 10 or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Round, rounding it out, man, so we can kind of get into a little deeper topic with these uh, playoff picks. Just your picks, fellas. Who's going to move on from the Nuggets and Jazz? Jazz. Jazz. Okay. Do we, go, well, do we get a seven-game series? Yes. I think so, too. I think so, and too. I, and, and I want to also say I did not know Jamal Murray was his damn good. He cold. Yeah. He cold. He cold. And I was saying the other week to prayers that, like, we got to give Jamal Murray and Demo- uh, Donovan Mitchell their flowers right now. Everybody was like, look at this, look at that. But yeah. them two young men, they hoop and hoop. <laughs> Fit, uh, yeah. A lot of 50 pieces. Hoop, hoop, hoopers? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But as I was saying about Luca, Luca bring that global appeal. That's, yeah, that's, sure. that's the difference. Oh, now he, he a bad man. He a bad man. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of young men that's going to take this league to the next level. All right, last but not least, man, Clippers, Mavs. You guys think that this Mavs thing is up? Mavs. Now KP's Mavs out. Mavs pulling it through. Come on, Luca. Okay. Come on, Luca. Yeah, I think, it, think it's a done see, deal myself. That's, that, that's, that, that's what he hoping for. He hoping that yes. the Mavs pull it through so he don't have to lose the Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they turn it on when they want to turn it on, but but again, you know, the Clippers are showing showing some signs to me that don't make me so sure that they they're gonna be champions. But if they click on all levels, man, it's gonna be. I tough. may say the NBA ain't rigged if Luca win. <laughs> all right, fellas. All right, all right. So y'all want to get into that article? As far did you uh did you guys get a chance to break it down, read it? How 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 we feeling about that Bomani Jones article? The article. For people that are listening or whatever, and we're going to try to be good about it. So the name of the article was uh, College Football Players Are Unpaid Stars on the Field and Have No Power Off of It. It was uh, in, was it Variety or Vanity Fair? Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. So, yeah, this is, uh, Bomani Jones is like probably one of the most intelligent uh, sports guys I personally know. Yeah, I think he goes in detail. And when he debates something or get on a topic, like he's one of the top. Uh, out of all of them that I'd have seen on ESPN, Fox Sports. For sure. But I'm interested to see what, you know, HUD has to say about this because as much as he's in the college football and in the recruiting process, has a kid going through the recruiting process. Like, what did what did you take from the article, man? What's so, some takeaways? So, look, give, give him a little leeway into what the article is about. What is it speaking on? Okay, so it kind of attacks it on, like, three different levels or four different levels for me. Um, it attacks how these guys are returning, and these guys, I mean, college athletes are returning to coronavirus from coronavirus pandemic. 
Uh, he's addressing some racial injustices just in this last year, last 10 years, so to speak. He's also kind of talking about covert and overt racism on different things that he highlighted. And we'll kind of get into those stories as we get into it. And also money being a, a huge reason on why certain things move and shake in college sports, man. So, but the way he broke it down, man, was, was kind of crazy, man, for me. But, uh, I don't know where we want to start. We got go, let, let Mrs. go ahead and speak. Yeah, I don't know I where we want to start. Make sure the people listening uh, understood what the article was. Going oh, for sure, for sure. You know, so first off, um, y'all know HUD hates reading, but HUD, this is something that HUD was like, oh, okay. I know you enjoyed it though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you enjoy it, but then when you, it's like you're reading a scary story about a book about yeah. a vacation you you're about to take. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yep, yep. So at the re- at the reading over the article. You know about some of these things, but you don't know about some of these things. And what I mean by this is, um, as a parent, and you got a child that's trying to go through this process, you realize just how corrupt this this process and the system is. Some of the inequities of life, the, hey, you need to come back. They don't really care that Corona is going on. You will be back. You will sign. You will take care of this. You will have compliance. You will do other different things. That scholarship that you sign. That, that coveted piece of paper that says, hey, I get this free education. I get this, that. That, that ain't no free education. That education a lot of things. Free ain't one of them. That shit is as and good as wet toilet paper. <laughs> it can I'm be gone about, in a second. And, 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 and you just drunk a big cup of milk and you know you lactose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly, how I, bro. I, so how I felt about the article, it's it's alarming and it just makes, lets you know as a parent, it's why you try to tell you, you try to tell your child to embrace the educational part of it and that you you can't just say, oh, I'm just gonna play football because that's gonna be my only ticket. Because another thing is lets you know like none of this stuff is guaranteed because the second you don't comply, they have so many ways out. Yep. It's, it's almost it's almost like a bit, it's almost, what they, what this article to me, it almost lets you know, this is like an NFL contract. The guaranteed money is you get to the school. That's about it. Because the second you don't comply, don't do what you're supposed to, there's ways out of it. So that part of it is scary. Does it change the fact that I don't want my child to go? Unfortunately, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just you've been working. That's for his dream. So That's long, his dream, man. man. It's yeah. You know, it's, it's our dream. You know? uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's because it's funny. So it's, it's, it's like it's like I'm a, it's like I'm a school schoolgirl. I go to the mailbox the other day and we got like two letters from Stanford. I'm like, oh, we got man, we got letters from Stanford. He'd be like, okay, Dad, put them with the other ones. I'm like, no, we will open this joyously. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Go ahead. I'm like, I didn't need your permission, you know. So it's, it's eye-opening, and it's actually something that I'm going to have him read because it just kind of takes off the veil for him to look at, hey, this is a part of the business that you're going into. Yeah. Yep, yep. Any key takeaways for you, Prez? Uh, you know, like I've been saying it for a minute uh, now on the college, well, it's the Washington football team first I was speaking on, and now that's starting to change. But the college players, I just – I love the game. I love it, what it brings. I love, like, cheering from a team. I'm Arvin. Like, y'all see the flag when I'm at, at home and everything. So you see it back there. But I know that the whole system is flawed, and it needs to be changed. Like, right now, these dudes don't have any rights. I knew a good little portion of them, but, like, just hearing the stories and then hearing about the, was it uh, the, the judge or – Oh, yeah. So Robert Orr, he's a retired uh, Supreme Court uh, yeah. associate justice. And basically, he took on a case of a guy, I think Devon Ramsey, a former UNC yep. player uh, back in 2010. So essentially what happened was this kid got railroaded for like some tutoring scam. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong on that from what I remember. So it was like some type of they was basically trying to say that this kid was cheating and he really had nobody to fight for him. And, and when you think about it, when you're in these small areas, right, you don't have anybody that's not associated, that's not alumni, that doesn't have something to gain from being affiliated with that school. So who do you turn to? Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, he kind of turned to um, Robert Orr and, and essentially what Robert Orr said, and I'm going to read it verbatim 
here. And this was like something that I should have known, but it was like, damn, I've gone through this 400 book page or page book of regulations and I can't find anything about the rights of the athlete. For me, that was crazy. Like when you go back to the pros, right? They have a union, they have all this. But then when you go to the college athlete, there's no union. Every coach, uh, student body or athletic director and all those people, they're in charge of their livelihood and what really goes on with them. And to me, that's crazy because it's individual, individual as you go across each team, right? So when you talk about this pandemic, when you talk about racial injustices and things that these kids are bringing up to their schools, things are slow to happen. Like, did you guys even re, um, kind of pay attention to the UNC case with the, uh, the running back, Devin Ramsey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Devin Ramsey, man, he basically was fighting the uphill battle because these people, and what I mean people, anybody surrounded with UNC really wasn't for him. They had, somebody had their hand in the pockets when you're talking about with school or trying to look good for the school and you can't really, you didn't have a, he didn't have an advocate. And for me, it was like, damn, like to see that. And then he had to trust, uh, you know, Robert Orr because who else could he trust? You know what I mean? He just had to take a leap of faith and luckily he came out on the other side of it. But so you're saying this David Ramsey, like he was going against the school on some allegations and yeah, yeah, yeah. For like that. a tutor, like him basically um, cheating, you yeah. know what I mean? The cheating scandal. And then he got thrown in the midst of it because at the time UNC was going through a whole lot of uh, scandals in regards to their football program. So he kind of got wrapped up in it as well. Okay. And then he was just thrown out. And you, you'll notice. To the... I'm sorry. I was just saying to what you're saying to that comment. And you'll notice when a school goes through those scandals, anything that pops up, they're really turning coattails and running away from you because the last thing they need is more scandals because when any scandal means less scholarships, less playoff appearances, less game, and all those things mean less money. And you can tell from the article, when it turns to money, these schools turn their back, which leads into the thing when they talk about these kids coming back. You got universities that's not open. They won't let students come back, but yet you the player, Oh yeah, you coming back because we got camp. Because did you see that one tweet, Hood? What the guy said? Uh, did you see that one Oklahoma, tweet? Oh, Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma needs the money, needs the 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 money that this uh, program is going to bring. Yeah, he's speaking to Mike Gundy, the coach of Oklahoma State. But what I was referencing, Press, is the one tweet, and I forgot what school it was, but they were basically saying, "Yeah, we're going to do." The uh, the AD was saying we're going to do virtual school, and then he was like, "Well, why the hell am I here?" <laughs> one of the players. Yeah. He tweeted yeah. that. <laughs> one of the players at the bottom. He says, if there ain't nobody else, so why the hell am I here? And because, and like they mentioned in our pieces, what everybody don't have a Supreme Court judge who's willing to come, well, a judge who's willing to kind of take on their case and help them get through this. But you take, for example, this is now, we're going behind the scenes here. I won't disclose names, but in conversations that I've had with other individuals who said, hey, you know, right now, we're having practice, but we don't even know if we're going to have a season. And I won't go into the who, what, when, where, and how, but this is real-life conversations of, hey, we're having practice, but they could call us at any moment and say, hey, the season's not happening. But yet you've taken all these young men, forced them to come to that university, forced them to practice, forced them to kind of, I guess, put themselves at risk, all for at the drop of a dime, you can take this away. Now, let me give you an even further example. The Big Ten, Pac-12, they postponed their season. Everybody's like, okay, they're taking the proactive steps. But last night, we had college football on. High school football has been on ESPN. Matter of fact, that's a game on ESPN2 today. Now, Gotta find a the way. Big Ten's talking about, guess what the Big Ten did? Well, maybe uh, we'll start our season at Thanksgiving. That that start date keeps moving up and up and up. Wasn't it spring? Ain't no question is why. It was spring. Now it's November because they're like, well, wait a minute. Because players. We ain't going to let y'all sit here and make all this money, and we ain't going to make no money. Yeah, well, Exactly. And then that's where it happens, right, Hood? They don't so, care about the players at all. Go ahead, Prez, man. So I know y'all didn't watch it, and but if you go back and check the tapes, I was big on the XFL thing when it was uh, around playing this last spring. 
right before COVID happened and the shutdown. And I was a big, and one of the big pushes, even back then, I was saying, I want this to work because I want players to have an option. Right now for football, there is no option. Basketball, these players are starting to go to the, the smaller D leagues and all this, or they'll go uh, overseas. But for football, it's either you get to a college or that's it. And then this college don't is not looking out for you whatsoever. Any anything goes wrong, you get injured, your, your scholarship's gone, you're, you're done for. Uh, if you if, if something happened in your family or anything like that, that's not covered. It's, it's it's no protection for them at all. And for them to be making all the billions of dollars they're making on this thing, and not providing these basic things for the player, not even to the point where they don't even have real jobs at, at when they go in it, but all their time is spoken for. They either in class or they practicing or they, or they training. Like that, that's it. And when do they have time to actually have a job to actually make some money so they can get something else besides the, the food that, that is handed to them by the school? Yeah, I mean, in certain places they're not even allowed to get a job. That's the thing, I, you know. So, and then, like I said, there's so things that go into it. Well, they they are now certain things they starting to where they saying these kids can get sponsorships for their name. That was probably the biggest move that they made. And people think, oh, they're getting paid now. Ah, there's a lot of fine tuning to that yeah. because it's not just oh, you just can be sponsored by this person and that person. It, it's a lot more that goes into that. Yeah. It is definitely a big racket business and. It's not necessarily the fairest business, but it's it's the process that we do have. Yeah, yeah. And you wonder why people I, and take, I thought you take uh, laptops and crab legs and all this stuff. You, you you wonder why people are just doing it because they don't have no other means or anything else to get an upgrade on any of that thing. And I thought the reason why you like the XFL. Now, see, this is something that I learned. And for all our listeners, here's the first press to let you guys into a very a very big piece of information. I thought he only liked the XFL because that's where all the Raiders came from. So it's good to know that's it's a reason. Why the Raiders come it. from Las Vegas. You're home now. You better start showing them some respect. Y'all always got to find a way. It don't matter what. <laughs> it don't matter what tone of the conversation is. Y'all just. <laughs> well, he, he knew I threw that little dig at him. That's the reason I said crab legs. He, oh, he caught that. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. He don't play. He don't play my team. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Boy, it's like the blind leading the blind. Get that. Get that hurt. <laughs> I get it. But yo, okay. but yeah, we I don't know, like to be honest with you, man, I, I really want you guys if you're listening to read this article because I, we can go into all of the uh different cases and how Omani spun them, but if you have a college athlete or you are huge into college athletics, I highly encourage you to read it because you're going to get something from it, from all those different arenas that I kind of spoke on the money part and things changing the, the university of Texas players, Mississippi state, like there's a lot of different angles you went through and different um, outcomes that occurred. And uh, I highly encourage it, man. That's all I'm going to say without giving the whole entire article away. Uh, I think he spun it very very much like the wire. That's what I kind of framed it as. He he threw in like how the media is involved, how the 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 state is involved, how the school is involved, and none of it is actually to help out the student. You know, and, and like we said countless other times while we when we were talking NCAA stuff, it's all about the money, man. It's all it's all about the money. You know, at the end of the day, when all these different, I think it was like all these SEC schools got together and was basically saying, uh, remove this, you know, Confederate flag. And they all got together in, in unison. It got removed, but what did they have to threaten? You know what I mean? What did they have to threaten? So it, it's, it was money. It was just pulling money from different campaigns, different senators, different aldermen, whatever you name it, from high to low in the government, they threatened those different type of things. And all of a sudden, things change. It's not because it was the right thing to do. It was because it affected people's bottom line. So, yeah, it is. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, that's what we're doing now? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I couldn't say. You know, I was having one of your moments where I couldn't pronounce a word, but I got it together. You're, you're not going to do that either. I did I draw a beard back on. How about that? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Have him looking like Carlos Boozer out here. <laughs> 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 
Well, yo, yeah. man, this is it's been a crazy, crazy pod, man. Uh, a lot of lot of deep topics, a lot of different angles we've come from, fellas. But uh, you know, I, I don't know if we got. Does anybody have anything else? Oh, uh, no, I think. Oh that's no, we, we got something. No, 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 no. Oh, we got something else. You don't have me listening to this album. We are gonna talk about the locks. Yeah, I hate you. All right, the time. The well, time. It's the time. Been a crazy... We ran in it. We ran hey, in the thing. It's been a crazy pod, man. I listen. I've really enjoyed. We're gonna come back to it, though. We're gonna come back to it. We'll have it for next week. All right, but let's... I mean, it's just it's just timing right now. It's eight thirty, bro. Greatest of all time, Ice Cube. That's it. No That's context. It. No, right. no context. No context. You don't okay. need none. Greatest of all time. <laughs> Got you. Hey, well, y'all, y'all make y'all top. Uh, that's, that's top. We'll, we'll leave. We'll leave you guys with that. No, we won't. We will. Okay. Not. Unlike, <laughs> unlike, unlike. See, his, his his conversation is like his beard. It's just missing. No one knows what's going Ooh. on. So I'm going to do a little better job. Um, I'm going to close with some a little more serious. Hey, people, uh, everybody, let's do a little better job of being more united. Shout out and con- well, shout out to Chadwick Boseman, all he's done for our community and our society, Wakanda forever. And my condolences to his family and to the family of the, all the lost ones that have passed away. Shout out to uh, Cliff Robinson, man, for the trail. Yes, sorry, yeah, day, Cliff. Man. He, Luke, Luke, he's Luke, also Luke, he Luke. also passed away. Yep, the coach at, at Arizona, man. So, like I said, 2020 has been a heck of a year. This has been the worst, worst season finale ever. Hopefully, we can get through this and get better and get stronger and we continue to grow. For everybody else who's out there, please like, subscribe, share. We are everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, IG. Um, if you're looking for it, you need it, we got it, man. The best podcast out there. So sure. please check us out. Um, that's that's all I got. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. The person that keeps listening, but you don't want to like, subscribe, and share. Do me a favor, man. Help me help you, giving you more episodes, giving you better content, and giving you a better product. How can you do that? Patreon. Become one of our members. We got three tiers. We have the $3, the $5, and the $10 tier. Either one can help us help you. So subscribe today at Patreon. Backslash DSC Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. But um, I... Ah. Ooh, that boy shooting blanks, boy. <laughs> Go again. Two minutes in. Take three. <laughs> that sound about right. Two minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>